Sarcast, where we apply the lowest form of wit to the social issues of our time. We're using sarcasm because we can't afford to use more expensive forms of humor, whatever those are. I'm Debbie Stair, and I'm a certified sarcasm specialist. And I'm Kathy Barron. Thank you for joining us for our first ever Sarcast. It's really going to be exciting. So today we're going to introduce what we're going to do on this podcast, because we definitely want to weed out any listeners who might have tuned in for advice on love or how to make healthy snacks for their children. People may not know that sarcasm is really an underrated tool of social improvement. I'm a humanitarian, and I think we can really save the world through irony, or as I've dubbed it, sarcastic social analysis, which is abbreviated SSA. But that sounds like the German Gestapo, so I reversed the acronym. So now I call it the ASS system, or the ASS system. I want to save the world by being an ass. You want to save the world by being an ass? Yeah, that's that's the only thing I'm good at. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't think people realize how much irony there is in this country. Or maybe they do. I mean, there's songs about it, which I know we can all relate to. Our government proves it every day. What else would the media talk about? You know, what else would fake news talk about? And I think it's important to laugh at ourselves as well as each other or at others. Yeah, I laughed at others. you <clears throat> And you think of it as a diet trend like paleo. Sarcasm <laughs> gives you thicker skin, a healthier heart, and greater lung capacity because you're laughing at people so often. I'm going to have really healthy lungs. So there seems to be a misconception about sarcasm. What is it exactly? And I know you're all wondering, what is a sarcast? All right. Well, I can answer um, these questions, or at least make a pitiful attempt. According to Webster's Dictionary, sarcasm is a sharp and often satirical or ironic utterance designed to cut or give pain. (laughs) Insert evil laughter there. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's also a mode of satirical wit, depending on... Let's try this again. It's a mode of satirical wit, depending for its effect on bitter, caustic, and often ironic language that's usually directed against an individual. And drumroll, please. A sarcast is a person who is sarcastic. Hmm. Really? Seriously. You don't believe me? I looked it up. And we are two women who are sarcasts, hence women who sarcast. Yes, women who sarcast. Uh, Kathy, do you, need we, do you think we need to define the woman part? Well, if we do, we are in more trouble than I thought. So I was always curious who was more sarcastic, women or men. And I found a study that paired participants and asked them to have a conversation using a list of questions that would elicit sarcastic responses. And it showed that men were more sarcastic than women. And they were more sarcastic when interacting with other men than when interacting with with women. So women, on the other hand, were more sarcastic when interacting with men than with other women. And it was also discovered that individualists were more sarcastic than collectivists. 
Dude. I'm not sure what these collectivists were collecting exactly. <laughs> Maybe they were collecting sarcastic comments. I, I don't know. Maybe they're collecting collectivists. Do you know any collectivists? I can't think of one collectivist. I know. I all know, I only know individualists. Do you know any collectivists? I I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Is someone that collects, you know, metal trains or cupid dolls? It's a uh, people who interact with other people collecting things. <laughs> Well, well I certainly up. don't do that. So next week's show, what the hell is a collectivist? <laughs> <laughs> None of us have ever seen one. <laughs> I they're, know they're I... probably uh, on the uh, ex- extinction extinction list. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> along with democracy. Well, I'm a rampant, raging individualist, so that explains a lot. You know, I have a follow up. A question for you since you did all the research and you know that real stuff about this so kathy do you think sarcasm is genetic or is it learned well my whole family is sarcastic so i would have to say it's genetic although i think it can be learned as well depending on whether your childhood was a happy or angry one <laughs> <laughs> you mean you get to choose and lucky me you had both so i genetic and Quite angry. I didn't know I had a box to check. I hope my mom's not listening. (laughs) Mom, cover your ears. Well, I'm leaning towards nurture on that one. I think people learn to be sarcastic. Like me. I did a sarcasm certification course in order to stop sounding like a bleeding heart liberal. I was told I was too emotional and too sincere and I needed to cut it the fuck out. You know, it was during this course that I became aware of sarcasm as a way of life. You know, like enlightenment, only way more rude. (laughs) So there are retreats that you've gone to to be enlightened, and I bet Buddha was a sarcast, too. Ah, definitely. You can't be in the eternal now without sarcasm. So, let me explain to our listeners, all three of them, the way of sarcasm. Is everyone taking notes? We plan to use this while we're sarcastic. Okay. The way of sarcasm requires the following. One, noticing stupid and annoying shit. Not very difficult. Two. That's pretty easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Commenting on that shit so other people know that you've noticed. That's the best Three. part. <laughs> We've caught you. Three, using a form of irony so powerful it changes other people's behavior, or at least makes them as miserable as they have made you. And number four, this is really important, is passive-aggressive, so the receiver will feel pain but question whether or not they should lash out at you. And then they will miraculously change their behavior and we all achieve nirvana, Om. Well, I'll tell you what, if you live in Seattle, you just definitely know about passive-aggressiveness. Really? I hope there aren't any people in Seattle listening to this. (laughs) But speaking of passive aggressiveness, (laughs) I read in Psychology Today that sarcastic people are full of hostility and anger, and and I might add, very cynical. Well, fuck yes. In fact, sarcasm is an unhappy and enraged person's art form. Don't take that away from us. Right. I mean, God help us if we... Get that taken away from us. 
And cynicism is a form of reading the future. Cynicism? Yes. Reading the future. Yeah. Cynical and depressed people always know what's going to happen. Is that because they don't believe any good will happen? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, oh, yeah, right. Like, that's really going to happen. I guess it's kind of telling the future. (laughs) Exactly. It's uh, highly uh, ironic, which is really good since we're all about irony. All right. Now a word from our sponsor. Women Who Sarcast is funded by the National Institute of Applied Irony, a nonprofit organization finding ways to turn passive aggressiveness into a learning tool. Okay. Here in our third segment, I want to raise an issue of possible concern for our listeners. People have said that sarcasts are mean and nasty people who hurt others. We want to show how mean and nasty people can benefit others. People can learn things through sarcasm that they can't learn in other ways. And there are very surprising benefits of sarcasm. (laughs) So one of the unexpected benefits from, from sarcasm is greater creativity. So it promotes creativity for those on both the giving and receiving end of sarcastic exchanges. And so there was a study <clears throat> that participants that were exposed to sarcasm reported more interpersonal conflict than those in other groups. And those who engaged in a sarcastic conversation fared better on creativity tasks. So the process involved in initiating and delivering a sarcastic comment improved the creativity and cognitive functioning of both the commenter and the recipient. Which... You know, makes sense. Yeah. Because the brain must think creatively to understand or convey a sarcastic comment. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah, I do. You have to be creative in your (laughs) put-downs? Well, you have to um, creatively say something you're not trying to say in order to say it more forcefully so that they'll change your behavior. So, yeah, I'd say there's a lot of cleverness there. Have you ever been misunderstood and other people not gotten the lesson you intended to give them? All the time. Because <laughs> I'll say it with a straight face. And they'll be like, are you serious right now? And I try to play it off like, yeah, I'm serious. I mean exactly what I just said. But then <laughs> I have that- to smile because I feel sorry for them that they're still <laughs> not getting it. <laughs> Uh, I think they got it. If they're stopped and they're wondering if you were being mean or, or not, I think something on the unconscious level is, is getting through. But the study also said that it basically comes down to trust and that given the same content and tone, sarcasm expressed toward or received someone we trust is less conflict-provoking than received from someone we distrust why because we know our friends have it in for us so we're just ready (laughs) well i want to know how many people we actually trust (laughs) i think that list is the distrust Uh, part is longer than the trust part so is there a relationship between being sarcastic and not trusting people Mm, we're getting deep here yes very deep Deep thoughts. 
Deep sarcasm. I have, I have, I have 0.5 people that I trust, but that, that may go down before the sun is set. <laughs> well, there's, you know, a lot of people out there could definitely turn the table. But another surprising article that I found is, you know, you've heard of the game show, So You Think You're Smarter Than a Fifth Grader. Yeah, I think they should. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think I was going to make a political comment, but now I'm not. <laughs> I'm uh, I think there should be a show called Are You Smarter Than a Sarcast? Yeah, Definitely. I think a lot of people would watch that. I think so. And, you know, the reason I bring this up is because some people think sarcasm is used as emotional armor to protect feelings. It's a relationship to the trust issue. And then some say it's a way to insult the idiots and get away with it. Definitely. Which, I mean, come on, isn't it obvious? <laughs> Do the idiots have to understand, though, that they're being insulted? Or is it enough just to... Fire off a good one. I think it's a case-by-case case basis. <laughs> <laughs> Not all insults, you know, affect people the same way. <laughs> if people are going, whoa, at what you said, you know that you probably scored one even if the other person doesn't understand it. All right. So there are, there are several studies showing that sarcastic people are smarter than we think. I mean, we know, but I mean, other people. Oh, those people. Yeah, the non-sarcasts. And can you guess one reason why sar sarcastic people are actually really smart? Because <laughs> they trust no one. Um, <laughs> uh, well, it's obvious you got to be smart enough to say the opposite of what you really mean in order to say what you really mean even more forcefully. I think I said that a minute ago, but I just wanted to say it again because it's so satisfying. It takes mental acrobatics and a facility with language. And people may not know this, but comedians who tend to be really sarcastic also tend to be pretty smart. And I did read the article. So I did a teensy-weensy bit of research, unlike you, because uh, I'm lazy and I'm implementing the ass system. Sarcasm helps other people be smarter, too. You said this already. Because they have to think to understand what a sarcast is saying. So, guess what? You and I are helping everyone who listens become smarter. And we're doing it for free. So, Kathy, well, how... Go ahead. Hang on a second. So, there's a couple of things I wanted to... There's like ten reasons sarcastic people are smarter than you think. So, I was going to okay. like read off the ten and kind of see what you think. If that's okay. you know, true or not of yourself. Uh, number one, they can see right through you. Yeah. It says they can read you pretty easily and know what to say to tr trigger whatever emotion they want. It's pretty much the closest thing to a mind-reading superpower. <laughs> so you have to know people. And you at right. least have to know who you're talking to in order to take aim. Okay. And we do have a superpower. We didn't even know it. Good. I've been wanting a superpower. They have sharper brains. You mean sharp, like they can cut something with it? <laughs> well, their words do that part. You pointy heads. <laughs> 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 I guess the people have pointy heads. They can cut a loaf of bread. Sorry, that's a tangent. <clears throat> the cone heads from Saturday Night Live. Right. <laughs> 
So people who use sarcasm often work their brains just a little bit harder than anybody else. Hmm. So that friend coming up with the quick quips to snap back at you may be a jerk, but they are a sharp jerk. <laughs> That's important because I can be friends with a sharp jerk. I respect that. And they're great problem solvers. I found that interesting. They're very creative and problem-solving skills. So it says here that you might want to write them onto your zombie apocalypse team list. Okay. So will you be on my team? Because I'd hate to be, for you to be on the opposite team during a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I want your creative skills. It might just be us two. <laughs> <laughs> they are equipped with the key social skill for today's society. So sarcasm is practically the primary language in today's society. And sarcastic people are going to keep the conversation going and not be the person awkwardly standing in the back pretending to laugh at everyone else's jokes. Because we make the jokes around here. <laughs> I've had to, um, yeah, often in a group people will say the sarcastic person will say everything say something that the rest of the people in the in the meeting are thinking but they're kind of too afraid but then you say it with a quip and a smile and it passes off and it kind of diffuses diffuses the the tension i think everybody yeah. laughs because they recognize it um, yeah, I, I try to do that in as many meetings as possible <laughs> you are single-handedly saving the meetings of america because I hate meetings, and I think they're a waste of time. I so do, So it's too. like, okay, well, if you're going to waste my time for two hours, <laughs> you deserve everything that comes out of my mouth. <laughs> I'd like to be a fly on the wall. <laughs> Regardless if it has anything to do with what we're talking about in the meeting. <laughs> I heard somebody say that Americans don't use a lot of other forms of humor, but they definitely use that sarcasm is used. In fact, so I heard a comedian analyze it and say that sarcasm isn't actually humor, which I would disagree with. Um, but that that's what passes off because we're like competitive society and we want to one up um, eat each other. That's so, totally why I do it. Well, you got to get power somewhere. That's right. <laughs> power to the people. Power to the sarcasts. That's why the collectivists are all dying. That's right. They're dying off. Okay, number five. They not only have great minds, they have thick skin. Well, if I you're mean, going to dish it out, you have to be able to take it. It's better than the paleo diet, actually. <laughs> thick skin. Yeah, my skin's five inches thick, and I don't even look fat. <laughs> They have healthier brains. They make their friends and a significant other smarter. Yeah, that's because the other person's always trying to figure out what it is you're saying, actually. I have right. a time delay. I can tell when people are, like, looking at me trying to figure out what I just said. And then oh. it clicks. And the longer you know me, the faster people are to laugh. And if you don't eventually laugh or get on board with it, not you personally, but someone, then you're not my friend. <laughs> so I use it to test to see how trustworthy. I, I think I is. remember that the first day we met, actually, at that party. 
Because you <laughs> yeah, were singing them pretty good, and I was, you know, kind of looking at you at the side of my eye for a little while. I didn't want to make oh. eye contact quite yet. Oh, you were listening to me before we even start. Because I remember it was very funny when we just started talking to each other. Right. Yeah. And the evening went from an F to an A. <laughs> that was the only party I enjoyed here. <clears throat> well, that's a whole other episode, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not go there. Um, they don't get arrested while getting even. <laughs> I think you brought that up once. Right. Before. You do something mean, and you get the person emotionally, but you don't throw a punch. Right. This is one that I like. They can deliver a gentle insult and still make you laugh. So remarks yeah. like, I didn't climb the top of the food chain to be a vegetarian, but I can make an exception for you. <laughs> can sound really nice until you think about it. It's like, did they just insult your way of life and have you respond with a thank you? <laughs> I like that one the best. And number that 10, they have friends that truly love them. Yeah. Because <laughs> once you get through the... <laughs> well, yeah. Because well, what I kind of person willingly deals with such steady sarcasm every day? <laughs> Unless they like it, too. <laughs> right, exactly. They're snickering together at I the think it's a good insult. To, I think it's a good way to find friends and find people who have your kind of uh, viewpoint on life. But if someone is sarcastic, that means that they are a good adversary, too. So they can dish it out. So you can do some back and forth. And there's, you know, you're not the only one hitting the ball. They'll hit it back. And um, I like that. Right. I don't want to be playing games by myself. Well, true. But sometimes when I'm sarcastic, I don't need, I mean, most of the time, I don't even realize I'm being sarcastic. It just falls <laughs> out of my mouth. And but this is mostly at work a lot of times. You're a national sarcasm resource. You're listed in the government pages. Oh, yeah, we don't have any pages anymore. We just have the internet. Okay. I'm in the no sarcast zone or something. <laughs> you are the font from which all sarcasm comes. Right. <laughs> we worship you. <laughs> so what was I saying? I don't even remember. So that, um, was the, that was the, the items, the 10 items you were going to read? Right. That was it. That was all 10. So, so if, if uh, Kathy, if uh, listening to this podcast makes you smarter, how many IQ points do you think our listeners are going to be raised per episode? At least 50. What wow. I was going to estimate 10, but you're far more generous. You must be a collect. You must have a collectivist in your family. <laughs> well, there's two of us, so <laughs> it, it multiplies with each person. <laughs> Do you have an opportunity to be sarcastic but don't know what to say? Our sarcasm hotline is your connection to qualified sarcasts. Do you have a coworker that is always late to meetings? You want to scream at them, but that will only make you look like a hysterical idiot? On our sarcasm hotline, we'll provide you with an array of sarcastic comments you can use to both punish and reshape that person's behavior. For example, 
if your coworker is always late, you could say, Hey, Ronald, you couldn't get here on time even if there was no time. Or you could say, Hey, Ronald, it's great that you could show up on time for the end of the meeting. Or, Ronald, you have some amazing preternatural skills. How you know how to show up at the end of every meeting is amazing. Were you born with this talent, or did you have to learn to do it perfectly through daily practice? So contact Women Who Sarcast with your sarcasm emergencies. Let us be sarcastic so you don't have to. Thank you for listening to our maiden voyage of Women Who Sarcast, where we will always apply the lowest form of wit to the social issues of our time. Thanks go out to Mike and Bastiani for this stellar show music. You can find him at MikeAndBastiani.com. That's M-I-K-E-I-M-B-A-S-C-I-A-N-I.com. Yes, thank you, Mike. So, listeners, do you feel smarter yet? I know I do, just by sitting here and listening to Kathy. 50 IQ points, people. That's what's at stake here. You can go to law school with that. Okay, so tune in next time, listeners, when we discuss more shit that bothers us. Thanks to everyone for tuning in, and tell your friends about Women Who Sarcast. Till next time. <laughs>